Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochilprano. Hello, Andrew. Good morning. Good Monday morning to you, sir. Your your video just got worse the minute we went live. Epic. Yeah. So hopefully we work. Hopefully we work through that. We're on our, I think, our last days of Zoom. We're gonna try something new, I believe, next week. Not sure my video quality will improve. I think it's this. I think it's the fact that I got a brand new MacBook Pro. You know? You think it's that? I don't know. I used to have a the jankiest fucking the the screen wouldn't stop shaking Microsoft Surface that I would record dirty sports on when we went to Zoom picture quality amazing it was like it fell i found it in a dumpster great video <laughs> then i was like hey, how about that great apple company just makes the world's foremost technology and they're like yeah well the thing is uh with uh laptop cameras now we figured people hated them so we should just put one in from the 40s but i think it could be one of our internets though okay i don't know either way we're gonna roll with it the audio sounds fine right now, which to me could be more important. I'm Team Apple, as you know, big Apple guy over here, big Apple guy, but also have not upgraded my phone. I'm still holding on to the 6S, still. The 6S? Purchase. Wait, I don't, I don't, wait, excuse You have an iPhone 6? Yeah, I bought it in May of 2016. Does it have apps? <laughs> what? Like, can you Google things on that? It's I. Dude, I, I got to charge. A, they don't, I didn't know they made a rotary iPhone. I got to charge it literally twenty times a day. I mean, thank God you're a guy who basically just is home or in your car. Like, if you had to actually go out and do things, what what, what would your life be? You just be without a phone. Do you have an external charger that you bring places? Yeah. It's pathetic. Get and I don't, phone, bro. You, I, you just bought a house. I know. I know. Dude, you're, I hear it all the time. Trust me. You're preaching the choir. I mean, she, she gave up. My girlfriend gave up. She just gave up on that. Like, that was like a thing when we first started dating, make fun of me. Go, go, go get a new one. And then she just gave up. Like, dude, it's been a year. We're together. Like, you're just like, like I even did the full... Joe, I did the full compare, contrast, different plans, different prices. Like I did the whole thing where I'm I'm reviewing what's the best cost analysis, and then I just didn't buy one. I mean, you don't even have to like. What are we talking about here? You could just go get like a twelve for nothing right now. Like, I almost, my video is from my video. Like, I feel like my video is from your phone. I feel like that's why. That's what my video looks like. <laughs> looks like it behind. I think at this point, there's like a pride issue that I, a weird subconscious 
hey, I have such an old phone and I'm holding on to it. But my buddy made a good point the other day. He goes, dude, like also for the amount you're on your phone with social media stuff, he's like, you know, it's a, it's also like a tax write-off. Is, so, is that, yeah, is that what this is? Is that what your, your the videos that come from your phone on Dirty Sports Twitter? Is, is there like a built-in glare on the iPhone 6? Like this... <laughs> Does the iPhone 6 automatically put a glare on any TV that you're filming? Also, do you guys not have curtains? How come you only how come you only have glare? Well, it, that's the one in the living room. When I'm in the basement, there's no glare. I I'm I the basement yesterday is there was a text thread with me and Justin Wood. You're like, send me that video. I've got too much glare. <laughs> like stand in front of the window for a minute, dude. Like get it, get a piece of cardboard. Well, it's just there's too much light. We we took out a bunch of the blinds and in the the living room kitchen area. Yeah, and there's too much light that comes through during the day. I know. I don't know. There's 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 some things I gotta work on. And and once I get I to need, ba- I feel I feel like I need a virtual tour of the of Andy Ruther's home at some point. Casa Although de I, guess I, I guess I could get a an in-person tour of Casa de Rosco in January when I'm there for Bill's Bengals. Yeah. Less than two months away, Bill's Bengals. Again, give your submission. One free ticket with us, Bills, Bengals, Monday Night Football, Joe, myself, Randy Ruther in the Gold Star Suite, Gold Star the night before, meal on us. Do something with chili, and I'm going to push. I'll I'll talk to Jay Lloyd. We'll create a a graphic for it, and we also want to do a dirty sports meetup. We we have. Even if you don't, even if you don't get the ticket with us, there'll be there'll be chili and beer drinking. Beer drinking and I guess chili drinking, if if my Cincinnati. So one of the bang- right. one of the biggest tailgate, uh, the Gold Star works with this guy called Bengals Jim, and he does one of the biggest tailgates, and it all goes for it's actually a really great thing. It all goes for charity, and they pick a different charity every week. Like they worked with Burroughs Foundation a few weeks ago with his, the one that he started, and his parent Burroughs parents were there, and all the money raised goes to that. They did Ken Anderson's before that, like they do a different charity every week, and. Gold they, star provides. next next week is Chris Collinsworth school for girls. <laughs> but I saw yesterday, I think Gold Star gave him like unlimited chili and 200 burgers. Like like Hell they yeah. do like they do it up. So we'll the plan is I think to go to his tailgate. He, they get like a thousand people at his tailgate every home game. So, gym. so we would do that and then go to the game. And again, Bill, Bill's Mafia. I'm calling. I'm asking for like this would be great for you guys. Bengals, Bills, and that game, especially at, based off yesterday. Now with the Bills losing again, yeah, it could, be, it could be a fight. It could be a, it could be a real battle for a wild card spot between those two teams. No, for the Bengals, maybe not for the Bills. I don't know, man. Look, how about those Jets? J E T S. So, what are your thoughts on those Jets? Well, I mean, really, they went ugly. It, they just went ugly every week. Yeah, but 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 absolutely, and um, that is, I'm sure, a part of the the game plan. You know, play defense, win ugly. Um, but there's to me when you're a team that has been bad for so long, and then you have the odds on Super Bowl favorite come to town and you win them like 
I don't think there's anything ugly about that. Like, I, I don't think there's any such thing as beating that Bills team yesterday ugly. Like, that's that's the crispy, cleanest, handsomest win of all time. Well, the only reason I say that is, and I'm not dissing, win's a win. And especially when you're down 11 points, like you said, to the perennial Super Bowl favorite. I just mean offensively, like I tweeted out from Dirty Sports, they are winning with a quarterback, which is essentially Mark Sanchez 2.0. Well, yes, absolutely. And we talked about that last week. Um, But also in the NFL right now, there's this, I don't know if you've heard all this talk about it, but like there's this new defensive strategy on just trying to limit big plays. And if you look at, the quarterback play around the league this year. I mean, for the the last few years, we've had the most elite quarterback play the league has ever seen. Yeah. We've talked, we've talked nonstop, you know, when we were talking about Jameis or we were talking about whoever that you just can't turn the ball over anymore. And you look at, you, you know, you look at the last five years or so call it close to probably five to 10 years seven years, something like that. These guys were throwing, you know, 40 touchdowns and and five picks and having these huge games and guys throwing the ball over the yard. But like this year has been, you know, a return the throwback. To, yeah. It's like kind of a throwback season. Uh, I think these teams focusing on, again, limiting these big plays, obviously there's been some changes in rules, but more and more this year, we're seeing teams that, can run the ball are winning and winning ugly and teams that can't run the ball are struggling to win. I mean, you look at that, you know, shit fest down in Tampa Bay yesterday, two teams that just can't run the ball suddenly struggling to win games, which is weird because now you've got the Packers who can run the ball and Aaron Rodgers turning the ball over all the time and they can't win games. It's like, it's a very weird year in the league for a quarterback play, there's a lot of teams. I mean, both teams in New York included that are winning ugly. And it's, it's, it's almost like the way the defenses have shifted. It gives teams like that, that play that style of offense an opportunity to win games. Well, I like it personally. I was actually thinking, I'm glad you brought this up. I was thinking about this this morning and I was just reviewing just the stat leaders. And it's a hundred percent true that we are reverting as far as, I don't know if this is just a one year outlier, but the leader with touchdown passes through, you know, eight to nine games is only 21. You know what I'm saying? Like it's only 21. So there's no, you know, there's nobody with 30, like you said, like, so nobody's going to have, nobody's going to have 40 touchdown, 50 touchdown seasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might have this year realistically, three or four guys who threw 30 touchdowns. Like we're, we're back. I would almost even argue 15 years ago to where these numbers are. And you're right. It's a look at Tennessee last night. And yeah. you and I said that going in, we said 12 and a half point favorites. I mean, that was a dog fight that Kansas and Mahomes City- throwing the ball 68 times. Emily Willis, I think, did he complete five passes? I knew he only threw for like 80 something yards. I think he was like five for 16 or something like that. Or five oh. for 13. And Mahomes threw the ball 60 something times. 
He was five of 16 for 80 yards. I mean, that that's that's less than that's a 30% completion percentage. Mahomes 43 of 68 for 446 yards. But again, Mahomes is his average. It's like you're throwing so much, you're not doing anything. And, and that actually proves the point. They only rushed for 77 yards. 63 of those are Mahomes, whereas Tennessee rushed for 172 yards. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a different game. And I think that's what's been so interesting when we look at teams and quarterback play in particular. Kelsey flex to the right side. Sorry. Mahomes stepping up. He's going to scramble 15. These guys now are not going to have the prolific numbers. And that's, that's where like, I think this MVP discussion is more wide open than I've ever seen through half the year. Right? Like you could argue Mahomes is the front runner. The Joey No Chill preseason pick. Yeah, I, I would personally, I would put him at him, but like Allen's had a couple bad games, you know? Yeah. Like I know you dismissed Burrow, but like Burrow overall, if they win, if they somehow reel off a bunch, I think he's right there because he's had two bad games. Besides that, he's played pretty well. And I'm going to say it. And this is, I, I cannot believe I'm saying this. Like Geno Smith is on, like, here, here's the thing. He's on that cusp in he's circling MVP talk. On, and I, by the way, I would never vote for him right now. I would never vote for him. I wouldn't give him a single vote. If, if I had the honor of voting, I would not give him a first, second or third place vote because I think that's such a well-run team and an organization, but what he's doing and they continue to win on the road in that blueprint, I said this last week. I'm rooting for this. Like, I like to see this because nobody expected it. I, I've been dead wrong. I, I was like, oh, this is an anomaly. They win this game. They win that game. The Seahawks aren't going anywhere. Like, they're going to make the playoffs. And I mean, to be honest, I, I, I think I mean, they could win a couple playoff games. After after I sent you that Ian Rappaport uh, appearance on Pat McAfee podcast, I took that same tweet and I quote, quote, quote tweeted it with vindication well it's it, me and p carroll we're the guys me and p, i feel like me and p carroll like but but, have but 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 hold on yeah you know and i know we're going to jump back into this whole discussion because we have to talk seattle which of course means russell wilson i i think well first of all why don't i just play the clip you gotta play this clip because i yeah i have some things to say and and, and i ironically had some things to say already obviously i'm bringing up seattle so this is this is earlier today on Pat McAfee's show, Ian Rappaport, top NFL insider, him, Adam Schefter, and he's discussing what's going on in Seattle or what they had kind of foreseen as an organization. Was it known around the NFL that Geno Smith and the Seahawks were going to be this good? And also, did everybody all know that Russell Wilson kind of stunk and that the Seahawks were actually fleecing the Broncos for everything they own for their future? Great question. I'll get to the second part first. Um, Russell Wilson was the, you know, obviously the subject of trade interest this past offseason. Several teams, I would say, made a run, had some interest. Commanders were one. There were a bunch of them. Several other teams had some doubts about just what we saw at the end of last year because last year, and actually kind of a little bit the year before, it wasn't all great. Most people were like, oh, you know what? Like, it's injured. A couple teams 
did not think the product was very good anymore. And so some quarterback needy teams are like, that's just not my guy. I don't think anybody foresaw this coming, um, which has really been obviously a major, major step back. Um, the Seahawks thought they were going to be good, and they thought they were going to be better without Russell Wilson. Whoa. They, I thought they were crazy. Um, they just they just knew that no one had heard of any of their players. But offensively, they thought they'd be able to get the ball out on time and Whoa. to run what was called. They thought they had good coaches. They thought they could just run what was called. And Ready? It was never like that with Russ. So they thought they were going to be better. And I, as smart as I am, obviously, <laughs> thought they were literally crazy. Well, I think we all did. And, uh, you know, pleasantly surprised that that is not the case. They're up three in the fourth quarter on the road in the division. Okay, so I just want to play what Ian Rappaport had to say. I mean, the big phrase in there, the big vindication moment was get the ball out on time and run what was called. Essentially, I mean, my biggest wasn't my, I mean, the soapbox that I fucking stood on was holds the ball too long. And then we got into the let Russ cook era of Seattle Seahawks fandom lunacy. The run what was called. They, they thought Russell Wilson decisions or changing of the plays or whatever was hurting them that and him not getting the ball out on time like well, well, well at, here's at this the thing. point at this point like i know there's there's been some you know i had my i had my battles over the years with the russ lovers and the seahawks fans and a lot of those people a lot of the famous ones in in dirty sports in the dirtball fam, the CTs, the Nathan Gibsons, these guys, they've they said, "Hey, you were right, you know, we're seeing it now." But like, I'm gonna take it one step further. At this point, with the get the ball out on time, run what was called, the Seahawks thought they'd be better without Russ. I'm gonna say, I like, I I want to hear. Apologies. I want well, Joe, this, sorry. See, this from is people. This, this to me. It's not about being. It's not about being right or wrong. And also, this is one person. Oh, it's this, always about being right. But it's not. It's, it was not for me. It, this is one person. This is Ian Rappaport, right? This is one person. I've said all along. I think there's a middle ground here. This isn't all the way one way or all the way the other. Way. That's how I feel personally. Ian Rappaport I, again. The insider. I, I like Ian says, Rappaport. Says that said that the Seahawks thought they'd be better. At this point, they did. Now, uh, again, we're lo we're looking at a ten-year span of Russ's career. He definitely needed to get the ball out quicker. Also, on a lot of those those plays where he didn't get the ball out, some magical things happened. We we can't just disregard that, right? Now, do the magical plays not offset the sacks? Maybe they don't, and that's a fair take, and that's a fair argument to say, hey. Cool. He had some magical plays. He also had this many sacks, which if you quantify it over this period or these games, then it actually hurts them. It's kind of like a plus minus. And, and I'm totally here and also again for that. The, the 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 more the most important thing of it all, right, is Gino is now in the position of Russ. Russ has correct. Russ has become Matt Flynn. And Gino has become Russ. We will go with the guy who doesn't cost us any money 
and can play within our system. And that's totally as opposed to the guy who Russell was that and then became the guy who took all of their money and didn't play within their system. Yeah, and I and I have no problem with that. I I think it for sure just it it, it double triple quadruples down on the greatness of Carroll. And again, this year, you know, it's halfway through the year. They're in first place. They're leading wash, they're leading rusher is Kenneth Walker. Yeah, who's my, really good, by the way. He is really good. You know, second round pick. And how are we not? And like, I can't believe I have to do this, but how are we not calling him Kenneth Skywalker? You remember Kenny Skywalker from the Knicks? We have Kenneth Walker. We have not added Kenneth Skywalker yet. How is that not like, do, do we need to pump Chris Berman full of like whatever he needs to wake up and get on? I mean, get Chris Berman on TV to make Kenneth Skywalker a thing. So it doesn't matter, right? It, it, it has seemed even since Marshawn Lynch, right? How many of these guys are going to gain like a thousand yards under Carroll? Like my, my point is he's churned them out. And, and Marshawn obviously was the best that he's had, but he just churns out guys that are going to be good or late picks. And now he was a second round pick. So he wasn't like a late round pick, but guys who are going to rush for 1200 yards and fit the system. And then the quarterback is suddenly going to complete like a high percentage of his passes and play action is going to work and whatever. Like suddenly no one needs, so no one's desperate to let the quarterback cook. Now, again, I think that was definitely, as we learn more and more, that was propaganda by Russell Wilson's team. The, the, right. let, the yeah. let Russ well, cook was propaganda. There's but, no other way around it. But propaganda only works if, people buy in. Sure. You could say you could say anything you want. But then when you convince idiots who know nothing about football sure. that that's what the team needs, that's how you get a movement going. Meanwhile, you know, the same way as when there's propaganda, there's always the the people who see through that that are just waving over here go, "Guys, can I explain how what's really happening here? Can we just look at the facts?" Well, anybody who watches football and you just alluded to it earlier, you got to be you got to be able to run the ball especially today and this year again like like Mahomes yesterday dude 68 times like that's not if if I'm Tennessee I'm walking away from that game and I'm saying we've kind of had their number we didn't win this time but we, we again went in, we went in with a backup and who completed 30% of his passes and we still literally had the lead most of the game and 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 that's my point the same way for Seattle it obviously like like I am never gonna say oh Russ stunk. I think you know I think that's just uh that's just so ridiculous because he fit well, you, in you can say that now while you watch his current games on the Broncos. Well, it's interesting you bring that up, but you know who else? You know who else stinks? Like like, and I know I know you and I have always had Matthew Stafford, or, or you always wanted to say the Matthew Stafford Russell Wilson. And I said this earlier this year, and now we're halfway through this season. Their stats right now are identical. They both stink. Both teams are three and five. Like like both Russell Russell Wilson averaging 242 yards passing a game. Matthew Stafford, 241. Stafford, eight touchdowns to eight interceptions. Russell, six touchdowns to four interceptions. Like Stafford, 28 sacks. He's played one more yeah. game than Russ. Russ, 20. My point is th th these guys are the fucking same. Yeah. So like 
like right now they're the same. And, and I would argue talent is everything and who you're surrounded by. Right. Unless, unless you're certain players, right? Like certain players have been able to elevate crappy teams or crappy receivers, or like we've said, a mediocre receiver that Pete Manning or Aaron Rodgers turns into a thing. Like you didn't hear anything from Jordy Nelson after he really left the Packers, right? right? And like he was a thing. There's there's only certain players who can do that. And obviously Russ is not one of those guys. Yeah. And also I think that you, you know, if you look at it, it's like still the thing for me when you compare these guys, I know statistics are saying whatever, but it's like I still believe, I know, I mean, Cooper Cup's a great receiver. There's no doubt about it. But like, look, Cooper Cup, now everybody's like, Cooper Cup, oh, one of the best receivers in football, one of the best receivers in football. It's like, but he wasn't one of the best. He was just like a slot guy who's putting up nice numbers when Jared Goff was there. And now suddenly he's one of the best receivers in football. And then the opposite is what we were doing with Russ is like, he never has receivers. He never has receivers. And Geno Smith's like, I like Lockett. I like DK Metcalf. These guys are great. These guys are awesome. Now everybody's like, oh, the receiving core over there, underrated. It's like, oh, the guys that you were throwing literally under buses for years? Gino, actually, another thing that's down with quarterbacks is completion percentage is way down. Yeah. He leads the league in 73%. I mean, 73% is still, like, that's high no matter what year it is. No, for sure. I agree. But, like, all these guys, remember how remember how gaudy and insane it got? Yeah. There's only two guys with 70% or higher, and that's yeah. Burrow and Smith. I'm saying like all those guys are now down back into the mid to low 60s. You know what I'm saying? Like the Mahomeses of the world. It's like, you remember how insane, like for a while, Drew Brees, Brady, Rogers, all these guys were completing 70% or above. And you're like, how, how like how sustainable is this? And yeah, we, we learn it's not. I mean, Seattle's legit. There's no other way around it. In in that conference, and but and here's uh, here's what for for the Seahawks fans who must be you know dancing in the streets right now about how they feel is like, do I think that the Seahawks are Super Bowl contenders? No, I don't. But the good news is you will be soon because you also have all those draft picks. Yeah. That's why, Andy, and I know you said it's not about being right. That's why I want my fucking apologies. Because I told you guys to do this three years ago. Well, apologies from who? Who you want apologies from? From the people from, that from, said, from people on YouTube, YouTube how, commenters? Yeah, but also but also the derp the, like, you know, if you put fix your life and Russell Wilson into a search bar, all the people it's like how dare I mean, honestly, from you, I said 2020, this guy shouldn't be quarterback in the season. No, Joe, you're an you, asshole. You, 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 you fucking you hate, you you hate have, Russ. I, we could find the audio. You have moved Russ. that bar. You, it was like 2018. You have, Good. You have moved should have, should have done it then too. Maybe you'd already be Super Bowl contenders. But this but, is, but, I mean, is this not proof that I was a hundred percent right? No, because uh, again, he fit the system worked as far as. They're winning the system games. stopped the 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 re the when it stopped working was when he got paid. The end. They didn't win shit. But oh, I could, won, I, I could Joe, I could I playoff. could counter right. that with every major quarterback, basically. Right. But Russell Wilson, 
ain't that guy. I know, but but again, name me a quarterback right now if we're going to do that, which is fine. I, I don't disagree about the getting paid. It seems to fail almost with everybody. Who that received a major contract at the time, at the time, let's say, obviously these contracts just keep escalating, but at the time, one of the top three biggest contracts has won a Super Bowl since that deal. Yeah, but Super Bowl is one thing and winning a playoff game is different. Patrick Mahomes goes to the AFC Championship game and hosts it in Arrowhead every year. Every year. But again, we're, we're, we're Russell we're, Wilson's losing division yeah. wildcard games. We're one of one. Well, Russell Wilson just won. A, he won a road playoff game in 2019. My point is like. We're, we're talking. There's only one Patrick Mahomes. There's only ever been one Patrick Mahomes. So he's definitely an anomaly. But my point is like, like he's the guy, you know, but Aaron, but Aaron Rodgers, how many NFC championships games has he played in in the last five years? Like, like there are guys out there. Do we think with, you know, Josh Allen, do we think Josh Allen will play in an AFC championship game this year? I think he would. Has he played in one yet? No. Did he, when the cheat or when the chiefs beat the bills a couple of years ago, was that in the AFC championship? I don't know. Was it? I mean, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson played in an AFC championship game. Didn't he? No. That was the Chiefs. The Chiefs game was the second round. When they, with a big comeback. I don't know, but I, I my, my point, look, uh, I'm not, again, it, it, at the time, a lot of these, these things, he has played in the AFC championship 2020. That's when they lost to the, Chiefs, yeah. I'm just saying, like, 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 we're on a small list, right? There's yeah. a small elite, list of guys. Elite quarterbacks is a small list, and and I think the parity now, more than ever, we're seeing in the league, week in week out. As far as if, if you have a defense, if you have a run game, you can be in every game. You can compete in every game. I mean, I mean, look, look, look what happened here in Cincinnati yesterday, which is which is uh, essentially the point that we've been talking about the whole time. Right. You need you can't pay everybody. No. So you can't pay defense and pay offensive line and pay receivers. Right. And pay and pay running backs like that's sure. just the, the bottom line. So the elite quarterbacks, the elites, the Mahomes, the Allens, the whatever, like who's Gabe Davis? You know what I mean? You got you. You're you have to be the guy who says this guy. We don't need to give him elite receivers. We don't need to give him elite backs. Let's protect him. Let's play a little defense. Then there's the guys that you need to surround with weapons because they're not elite. And then oh, suddenly you have these guys and you're trying to make it work with the weapons and the whatever, but you can't protect them, right? And you, or you can't stop anybody. Think about all the years with the with the Drew Breeses where it was like, oh, man, their offense is so good. They don't stop anybody. All that time, Drew Brees, they had the one Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's why that to me, this is why I love football so much. It is such a team sport. It is such a 
three facet sport, offense, defense, special teams. And that all that matters so much. And I think it, it matters. You, you can have a, a dominant guy in basketball or a dominant two guys. You can have a dominant pitcher. I mean, football is just such a cohesive. And that's why you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers right now, right? Is Aaron Rodgers, they're running the ball. They're playing pretty good defense, right? So Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers like, and, and this, I, I don't know if it's the ayahuasca, the mushrooms, the witch, the Rogan appearance. I don't know what it is, but it seems like, Aaron Rodgers went from a guy who turned the Jordy Nelson and then the Randall Cobbs into all pro receivers. And now is a guy who without an elite player like Devonte Adams, without an elite weapon is lost. So maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't an elite quarterback anymore. Maybe he's not. I mean, that's a, you know, these are the discussions that need to be had and he won back to back MVP. So you, you think, okay, well, what's the biggest difference? Well, he doesn't have Devonte Adams anymore. And the frustration is, it's obvious. But meanwhile, their- Patrick Mahomes, I mean, obviously he still has Kelsey, you know, but they let Tyreek Hill walk. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey's on his, Kelsey's literally on a trajectory to be the best tight end of all time. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, yeah, absolutely. He still has, he still has a security blanket and he still has an elite weapon. But I'm saying they had a guy who everybody said, oh, this is going to, this is going to hurt the Chiefs more than you think it is. They're not going to have him to stretch the field. They're not going to have those game-breaking plays at any moment. The team's got the other team's got a thing, and it's like, here's Patrick Mahomes. Well, we also knew, like, like he's not Tyreek Hill. We also knew from the first couple of seasons, or at least in my just watching games, like McCole Hardman has that that speed. That right. you know, again, he's not Tyreek Hill. But meanwhile, you know, you look at the Dolphins and and Tua, it's like where what was Tua before he had the elite weapons? Borderline. And now everybody's saying the Dolphins have won every game that Tua start and finished, which is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Stop saying that stat. It's annoying. Um, yeah, fucking the best abilities availability. But not probably not an elite quarterback needs the elite weapons, right? I, I like the Dolphins. I'm not buying in yet. And I know that division's very bunched up with the Jets six and three, the Dolphins six and three, the Bills six and two. I'm just, I'm not buying it. And also, you're just giving up too many points. Your defense is giving up way too many points. You know, Justin Fields runs for 178 yards, which again, cool game, great game, not sustainable. I am now to the point I am 100% against any quarterback runs for the most part. I'm almost 100% designed, designed QB runs, unless it's like a QB sneak, you know, it's fourth and one it's fourth and goal from the one. But again, we've talked about this and I hate to beat a dead bush as Andy Ruther would say, but when you're you to me, I'm totally fine with having that game plan. Just as long as in your head, it's like, we need to do it to win. The Bears have no chance of winning games if Justin Fields just goes back there and throws the ball. None. 0% chance. They didn't win the game yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> he said he said an all-time rushing record for a game and threw the ball fairly well. They still didn't win. But they're not even in that game. That game's not even a game unless he does that. So I'm against it, too, in terms of 
having a franchise quarterback that you want to protect, but also at the same time, and we see this as now probably more than ever in the history of me watching football, is it being a part of the game plan because the Bears can't win games without it. The Giants can't win games without it. Sadly, it seems like the Bills think they need to do it to win games. It's everybody. They, they had they had designed burrow runs yesterday. That's stupid. But that's stupid. That's where that's where that's bad coaching. And I, agree. And I, would, say, and I would say that about the the Bills too. And I would say that about, you know, um Did, you probably didn't see what Terry Bradshaw said. It just made me laugh. I should have I should have just recorded it so we could play it. I mean, Terry Bradshaw's definition of boomer analyst. And people will say, hey, what do you know? You've never played. True, I've never played at that level. He won four Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw, this is what he said. It was something along these lines. I'm paraphrasing. He was talking about Josh Allen. And he's like, Josh Allen wasn't having the best game throwing the ball. But what I love is I saw the way he was running that ball. He was angry. And he was going to run over everybody. And Terry Bradshaw said, I like that in a guy. His teammates said, he's he's their quarterback. And he said, I'm going to run over everybody because I'm not passing all that. And in my head, I'm thinking, that's not what I want. I don't want my quarterback thinking I'm going to run over everybody. That's how you tear an ACL. That's the last thing I want Justin, you know, Josh Allen doing. I want Josh Allen doing it the same way I wanted John Elway doing it in the Super Bowl with the game on the line, you know, getting smashed as he goes over the like listen you know, when you come down to it, it's, it's all about winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. But first of all, you got to be there. You got to play 17 games and then three or four in the playoffs. It's first things first. That non-pass interference call was atrocious in that Bears game. Did you see it? Yeah. Like that was a call that, you just you won you see that and you say is this shit fixed like i'm sorry but that's the first thing i think of is this shit fixed but we couldn't but we can't review pass interference anymore because we had a year where people kept losing their minds because referees refused to turn over their own calls yeah that's exactly so the ruther curse struck so hard yesterday during the Bengals game I mean, e even more so than people want to realize because everyone's like, oh, I kept saying Joe Mixon's done, Joe Mixon's done. I want to read a text exchange that I had with a buddy <laughs> yesterday morning. I can't wait for this. This is so funny. It's, it's like he was asking you've, me. You, you've, you've ruined my, like, I was running away with my Saquon Joe Mixon fantasy bet. I feel like, I think Justin already paid it, right? Didn't he give me 19? Like, did that happen or was that? So this is, I'm just going to read verbatim. My buddy texted me yesterday at 8.35 a.m. How are you feeling about the Bengals today? I say, not sure. Carolina's played well since they fired Rule, but how long could that momentum last? He says, any interesting stats for this week or matchups out there? I said, it's a game if the Panthers have three to four sacks. If they can't get to Burrow, I think Bengals cruise. Burrow's always very good after a loss. And then uh, my buddy says, interesting things to know. 
he said, uh, they going to let Mixon work this week. I wrote Mixon is done, man. <laughs> and that was the last thing I say. Mixon is done, man. At 921 AM sets the record for most touchdowns by a Bengal in a game with five touchdowns. Best game of his career. Mixon slept till 920 AM and then woke up at 921. When you hit that text, <laughs> his eyes just came up. It was like, he was activated. It was like a robot getting turned on. He looked completely, he was hitting the holes. He had just a little pep in that step, completely different. And like HGH you said, is wild. What? HGH is wild. It's amazing that Justin already paid you. Because now I feel, you know, five touch. I don't know what that does for fantasy. I, I Five touchdowns just must be insane. Yeah. I still feel really good about the bet. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the NFL is, uh, you know, it's you got you have to be consistent. But like there was there was a point. There was a point in that bet where I was like, Saquon can miss three games. And I'm going to win this bet. Yeah. Now, now he just has to like keep having the year he's been having. And then a little icing on the cake. Middle of the broadcast, Mark Sanchez at the game. He gave Gold Star some love. I, I had to rewind the TV with the glare. I was like, I'm in the wrong room for this. I got to get a video of this out on, out on Twitter, on Gold Star's Twitter. This is what Mark Sanchez said talking about Joe Mixon. This is, uh, I think, after his third touchdown. Look at that. Yeah. And then this is what I want to know. So then I, I posted that and I tweeted, right? Because I'm live tweeting all the Bengals games from Gold Star. I tweeted at Sanchez from Gold Star. Within like two minutes, Sanchez quote tweeted the fire emoji. And I'm like, aren't you calling the game, bro? Mark Sanchez. I mean, the, he can multitask. He's calling out the, you know, the mic. He's calling out fucking, he's calling the game. He's on Twitter retweeting chili shit. The marked the resurgence of Sanchez. I actually don't hate him. Randy Ruther was saying he hates him as an announcer. I actually, that's not the first. I, I've you know I've seen him call games the last couple of years. I actually I, I don't know. I don't think he's that bad. Like he's not the best, but I, I said think- that I think I said uh, Gold Star should add a Sanchez it option to the chili menu. I responded to him. I, I told you I'm going to take that. Yeah. I, I think I think I think they should sanchise it when you when you go it's like supersizing it at McDonald's you'd be like can you sanchise it and then you get all the fixins and then Rex Ryan just hand feeds it to you <laughs> see some fucking chili no he puts the chili on his feet and you gotta suck it off his toes Oh man, that video will it'll jump you into the lead of the uh Bills Bengals ticket thing. Somebody eating gold star off somebody else's feet. Oh yeah. Hey Jed, talk to your old wifey about that. Three way, four way, five way, Rex Ryan way. <laughs> I have to say, I know everybody's feeling all high, but 
I'm not trying to be that guy. I just think, like I said, you beat a team that like was playing on a high. They fired the coach. They're three and zero against the Saints, the like they the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers. But that's scheduled the next half. Good luck. Like, like I don't know if the Bengals have the Bengals are five and four. I don't know if they have five wins in them, which is what I think they're going to have to get. You know, because they are on a bye, and then it's at Steelers, which division's tough, and they've lost yeah. thirteen straight Sunday night football or thirteen straight road primetime games at Steelers, at Titans. Then they get, I think, the Chiefs at home. Like it's. It's, it, look, I, I'm not saying they won't do it. This year's crazy, though, man. It, like, like I don't know. I, I don't like. I'm still, I'm still big on the Bills, but there's just been so many surprises this year. Like, I, I just still can't get over the Rams. Just how bad they're playing. Yeah, Tom Brady has ended a lot of seasons. He might have just ended the Rams season. I can't believe they won that game. I've it's never, like all that defensive, you know, back and forth the whole game, and then 44 seconds of them drive down the field. I mean, well, I know it's a Tom Brady, and like we can give all. It, it's always like people love it. Oh, Tom Brady. It's amazing, but it's like also it's like the first play of the drive. This guy wide open in the middle of the field. Yeah. Well, they were blowing it for Brady all game, though. I mean, how many drops are these guys going to have? That's Scotty yeah. Miller dropping the end zone. Why are you jumping? He's throwing it right to you. Yeah. Like Evans had some bad drops. They, they just Brady. I don't know if you watched any of it afterwards. He looked like he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. He was so happy to go to four and five. Well, listen, first of all, Tom Brady knows that as well as anybody. You you got to get your first first step in the process is getting the playoffs, and in that division right now, you know it's anybody's division to have. Uh, so that that's first step. It doesn't matter if he gets in with eight wins or he gets in with nine wins or he gets in with whatever. It's just like that's where you got to get to. And they would have a home playoff game if they won the division, right? And, and and that's what's crazy. Like right now, I'm gonna pull up the standings right now for the playoffs. They'd be a four seed, and Dallas and your Giants would be five and six seeds. I know it's way early, but the point is, you know, the, the team that's four and five. You know, the Eagles, man, they're they're still the team to beat, though. Obviously, they're eight no. They struggle in that game, which is good for me. I got that. Got that point, which we pushed this week. I don't know if you saw. I know. We only had three different picks, Joe. I don't know what your strategy here is. Well, my strat again, my strategy isn't playing off of you. I've got I've got to I've got to be confident in my own picks. So I I didn't make any adjustments for the sake of whatever. But listen, we're only halfway through the year. I don't have to start betting against you at this point. I don't have to start playing against your picks. Seven points in nine weeks. I'm not saying you can't do it, but I, I'm sure you 
we I've gone into seven. I, we've had like seven points. I think there was one year where it was like five or six or seven in like three weeks, and you ended up losing by like four. The insane clown posse was just an epic meltdown that yeah. that year. Yeah, the the, the twenty nineteen the twenty nineteen year. So did we decide on the danger which bet? Is it running no, the mile or is it? Oh, I think. I don't know if we've locked it in, locked, locked, but we know it's danger. We know it's a danger witch process. We know the danger witch is involved. God, thought of that. I, I had a I had a TikTok idea. Maybe I'll tell you off air. Yeah. To mock Russell. And I don't know if it's too I love, late. I love that you're in the mock Russell game these days. Welcome, buddy. The water's warm. Come well, on that's, in. It, it, Grab well, a look, bar it, of soap. It, 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 with the again with the, the, the other stuff outside the field it's too easy i mean it's, he's too easy to mock i now. know but listen andy ruther of two years if if russell wilson was on the seahawks doing what geno smith is right now you'd be you'd be like oh you make fun of him all you want but he is pretty unlimited yeah no he i wouldn't pretty unlimited you'd be I, like i don't know man seahawks country left ride they're riding they're riding their way to the NFC West title. Everybody I've, loved the Rams. Everybody loved the Niners. But look at Russell Wilson riding a Seahawk through Seattle like he's one of the fucking Targaryens. I've always been critical of the Jesus stuff. I've always made jokes. I've always called him a dork. I'm the one who said, dude, I think if Russell Wilson was having Geno Smith's season right now, you'd be wearing a fucking Jesus cross. You'd be, you'd be, you'd have a flavor flavor style. Again, fucking no, I wouldn't because he's had good seasons and I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. Oh, I wasn't. bro. Remember a couple of years ago and through like the first four games, he was like that running away with MVP. You're like, CT, send me a Jersey. Somebody get me a Russell Wilson haircut. I'm going to, I'm buying Brain Sierra lies. records. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, downloading C Sierra albums. CT sent that to me. Still have it, by the way. If anybody wants it, maybe it'll go in the in the, in the basement next to the Papa Shot. Getting perms so they could have Russell Wilson's hair. <laughs> Remember I did buy. I did buy about thirty Berenstein Bear books. So yeah, I was I was showing my love for Russ that way. Is Josh McDaniels just not a good head coach? I mean, I, like you know, some, some guys. Some guys can't be the lead actor, right? I'll argue this. Is Josh McDaniels even a good coordinator? How everybody that Bill Belichick just so every coach that Bill Belichick ever lets leave is also incompetent. Did Rabel ever coach under him? I don't think so. Did he? Because he'd be the one who is consistently good. Yeah. Rabel's great. I like him a lot, too. Yeah. No, he never coached under him. He obviously played. Then he was in Ohio State for a few years. Texans, Texans, Tennessee. Yeah, he never coached under him. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's, a, that's a good question. Who under the Belichick coaching tree has really been successful? But what is that attributed to? Like you're, like you're now questioning Josh McDaniels as a... 
I mean, we we did the thing. We, we did the thing when Tom Brady left. They're like, oh, maybe it was Tom Brady the whole time. And and by we, I mean the the sports world. You know what I mean? Um, meanwhile, I was like, ah, Belichick's a fucking pretty good coach. I mean, his his resume speaks for itself from his days as a coordinator and whatever. But like, we're talking about. Tom Brady was your quarterback. Bill Belichick was your head coach. The defense is always pretty good, even though this guy, Romeo Cornell, leaves and, you know, fucking Matt Matt Patricia Patricia leaves and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, he's a meth addict son who's just like fucking. Oh, (laughs) is he the real genius? Steve Belichick definitely looks like he's on math. I don't know, but then look at the Patriots. We're just winning again, just waxing teams. I mean, Bill Belichick just he just he just ended he just ended uh Frank Reich's tenure with the Colts. Yeah. Frank Reich. I mean, this is this is amazing. The Frank the, the Jeff Saturday hire. This was an odd tenure. So he finished 40 and 33. But like just the the to me, the Frank Reich tenure is the takeaway is and it's an obvious one. You just you got to get a quarterback, man. Like this, this carousel, at least somebody who's steady, who's they never had a steady, reliable guy when luck left. They just tried to they just tried to fill in the parts, right? It's that old car that you're like, oh, I'm going to kind of Jimmy rig this, Jimmy rig that. The the thing with the Colts was in, in the quarterback thing is again i know the i know the luck thing caught them by surprise right but the disaster was obviously the move the the jacoby briscoli to josie brajol and then extending him what are you guys doing shout out to tug coker love that extension um <laughs> but then the then it was you know you had the the very good defense. You had the offensive line that could protect. It's crazy that Andrew Luck left when they when they finally got the offensive line. And now all that's falling apart. You bring in a guy in Matt Ryan who you think, oh, let's have a veteran who doesn't need to fucking go scrambling around, you know, that can do this. And then he gets, you know, he doesn't get any help from the offensive line. I'm going to say it. Well, do you remember my do you remember my call when Luck retired? What did you say? Trade for Eli immediately. Free him. I said, free him from the Giants. Put him in Peyton Manning's number 18. Put him behind that offensive line. Instead, they went Brajol. Then they went poor man's Eli. Then they went, what did they go? Fucking Nick Foles or whatever. They tried, did they try Nick Foles? Then they went Matt Ryan. By the way, I didn't get the Jeff Saturday reference. They hired him as their coach. Where what have you where have you been? What were you doing? How long were you setting up this podcast for? It happened like two hours ago. How did I miss that? This is unbelievable. Not only did they hire him as his coach, he has no coaching experience that, outside of high school. I think he won three games in his last high school season. But that's why this I'm is, confused. This is Bill O'Brien on steroids. This is this is but this is insane. Most people just, you know, for interim, they just elevate a guy who's already there on the team. 
I've never heard for an interim, they just bring out an outsider. Dude, you haven't been with the team through mini camp, OT, like, like you've been with the team. Well, good news, Andy. Is Jim Marsay drunk again? No, he's, he's tanking, but he's going to, he's going to get a guy who's beloved by the organization to take it on the chin while they tank. He's an ESPN analyst. Why Jeff Saturday would sign up for that? I have no idea. I guess Jim Irsay is probably like, I'll give you a bunch of money just to eat shit and be Jeff Saturday. That's wild to me. Who are the, if if this is the plan, tank and have a beloved player, they should have just given us McAfee. He'd been way better. McAfee do McAfee could tank and still host a podcast. Well, he's making he's and making wow so, yeah, why would he want to do that? He's making he's making so much money now. Why why do yeah, but why that? does he want to do fucking ESPN college football, you know, reporting either? I don't know. I can't answer that. Why does Joe Rogan ever do fucking stand up? Because they love it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Pat McAfee could have that that should be let's get Pat on Pat. Why didn't you take that job? Pat wait, you've been way better just eating shit while they tank. He's a punter for God's sakes. He's like, we'll punt every goddamn game. I'm just trying to play this out. Like Saturday walks in again. Because like like you see this occasionally, like Steve Nash was out of nowhere, but also wasn't interim. Like you like I've not like mid season. Why don't you just elevate one Steve of the Nash coaches? was also an assistant? Yeah, ex- exactly. Why don't you elevate one of your guys that's already on I the I just team? told you because they're gonna tank, but they're gonna put a friendly face that is known by the Indianapolis media to be the guy who literally eats shit. So they really want to try to get like they want to lose the rest of their games, basically. Like the rest of it. Like to me, that's that's we we want to get the number one seed, and we better hope that Detroit or some of these other teams that are terrible have a few more wins. By the way, congrats to the Lions. Uh, but the, I, I wanted to talk about this yesterday. Congrats to the Lions on what? Not drafting above the goals. <laughs> I, you listen. I'm sure if you go to Lions Reddit, I haven't been on it in a while because I tr- I've I've tried to cut just total lunacy out of my life. Um, I haven't been on Lions Reddit in a while. I'm sure they're in there with a map to the playoffs. Still, I'm certain of it. I'm certain that there's a blueprint written for how they still make the playoffs. Okay. But let me just say this to Lions fans out there. Any of the insane Lions fans who have called us this offseason telling us how they were going to win nine games and 10 games and they're a low-key a playoff team and actually low-key a contender and Jared Goff's a low-key MVP candidate and Dan Campbell has already won coach of the year. You don't want to win any more games. Stop it. What are you doing? Well, they're they're Reddit. I, I just pulled it up. It's it's all positive. So like, it's all the takeaways that like Kirby Joseph is now the number two overall graded safety per PFF. That's the top post, and that Aiden Hutchinson ranks number one in sacks, QB hits, pressures amongst rookies. They're all like 
which by the way, he's four and a half sacks. Like let's, let's tap the brakes here. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not Aaron Donald out here. I, I just think, yeah, that that's what they're doing. They're, they're trying to find silver linings. Yeah. But although, although hold on, hold on, hold on. There's something funny. There, there's a good one saying, bro, WTF. It's somebody filming a guy in front of him at the Lions game, zooming in on a cheerleader's butt. So like, like finally there's like funny content. In fact, I might have to take that and repost that. But my point is, I get it. I know it's Aaron Rodgers and I know it's the Packers and you, you beat the Packers and that's something right. And trust me, I've been a fan of a team that through the last few years probably should have lost games that I was rooting for them to win, but it is a totally different situation in Detroit than in, I mean, the, the Vikings are running away with the division. You're not winning the division. This isn't like me when the giants at like four and seven, hoping that they can, you know, sneak into a playoffs as the eight and nine fucking team in a shitty NFC East. The, you're not winning a wild card. You're not winning this division. You should lose every game. What are you doing? Well, yeah, like I just said, you need a quarterback, man. Like, like that's the name of the game here. If you, if you don't have but a have, guy. They, they, but forget the quarterback even. They're... Even if you believe in building you're, that you're building something with youth, you're talking about these safeties grades and Aiden Hutchinson's grades. You want high draft picks in every round. You want to pick first in every round. I don't know what to make of the Vikings are seven and one, man. Like, is this Vikings fool's gold? Up. Is this paper yes. tiger? I mean, you watched the game yesterday. You were you were you were at least involved? In it. I mean, yeah. I I just I don't know. Like I think that still I think they are paper tigers. Well, I mean, the name of the game is win the Super Bowl, right? So let me ask you this: I'll just I'll just I'll just I'll just start asking you other teams compared to the Vikings, just in the NFC. Who do you think can go farther? Or if, if you had to bet, if you were forced to bet, make a decision. Vikings or Cowboys? Uh, to go, to go further in the playoffs. Yeah. Or, or let's say head to head. I don't know, but it's a coin flip. Okay, so 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 that's interesting. You're saying coin flip. Okay. But my point is, I think that like the Eagles are the class of the NFC right now, right? But also with this season. From the NFC. Okay, l- let me let's start with this. How many teams? Let's say let's say I gave you, uh, you know, a million dollars, and I said you could put it on AFC to appear in the Super Bowl. How many teams are you spreading that around on? On the AFC to appear yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You going five hundred thousand dollars on the Bills and five hundred thousand dollars on the Chiefs? Are you st- are you taking any money to sprinkle on who else? Sprinkling any money on the Dolphins, the Jets, the Patriots, the fucking, you know, Chargers? Well, as far as the AFC, I do I do Bills, Chiefs, maybe a little on the Bengals because they were there last year. Probably not. Um 
the NFC, I'd say Eagles. Yeah, but hold on. So yeah, so th- this this is my point. If I was bet, if you gave me a million dollars to bet on the AFC, free money, free money, I'm putting five hundred thousand dollars on the Chiefs, five hundred thousand dollars on the Bills. Bucket. If you give me a million dollars on the NFC, I might put money on every single team that would make the playoffs. Yeah. I'm not putting all my money on the eight. No Eagles. No. I'm not putting my money on the Vikings or the Cowboys or the Giants or whoever the fuck comes out of the South or, or the Niners or the Seahawks or the whatever. Like any I, dude, would you be, would you be absolutely shocked? Would you be just blown out of your seat if the eight no Eagles didn't win a playoff game? No, we've already said this. I and I don't know how guys play until they're there. If you've never played in a playoff game, it's a different animal. And Hertz is having a great year. I'm looking right now at the MVP odds. But look at the but look at the just look at this season. Look at the, you know, the Jets beat the Bills. The like the Colts. The Colts beat the fucking Chiefs. Like, it's just one of those years. And if you look at the NFC, like, you have a team that is the only undefeated team in football. Everybody else has at least two losses. And Well, the Vikings have one. Right. Sorry. Um, but the, the those one zero and one loss teams, I don't even think they're – either of them are in the top two teams in football. Yeah, I know I mean, that's unfair to them, but I mean this this season is definitely it's like it's like a long any given like everything is any given Sunday. Like would I would I be shocked if the NFC championship game was the Cowboys and the Bucks? Yeah, but I wouldn't be that fucking shocked. I would know it's crazy. I wouldn't be shocked if it was the Vikings and the Giants. Like I wouldn't be shocked by like not in the NFC. Speaking of your Giants, we had to talk about the injury. So Xavier McKinney, who's having a great, you know, he's played great the last couple of years for you guys. He's great. An ATV accident in yeah, Cabo. He's a fucking idiot. I love how he claims uh, what was the claim? A guided sightseeing tour. There's no effing way. No. He's what, just what really happened? He's I mean it's it's Mexican ATV rental. I went scuba diving in Mexico. You know you could die. Scuba diving, if you don't do it properly. Sure. I went scuba diving in Mexico. They were serving booze on the boat. There was no lesson. They just gave us scuba tanks, and we fell off. The, the only thing they gave us is how to fall off the boat into the water. Didn't teach us anything about And then it was thumbs up is good, and then, like, point up is up. Like, we didn't learn about the fucking bit. The guys didn't even speak English. This guy got an ATV, and they were like, that's a bunch of sand over there. If you hit that spot, you'll probably get some air. Like, guided ATV tour. Of what? The Aztec ruins in Cabo? No, you were just fucking ATVing around sand dunes, jumping and shit. 
probably drunk. And, and he probably lost control. One hand on the wheel, one hand on the fucking handlebars, one hand in a, on a yard of margarita. Yeah, and it crashed, and the margarita glass broke his hand. Some girl sitting reverse on him, putting her boobies in his face, doing tequila, <laughs> taking tequila shots. Everything you're saying is probably actually all happened. Yeah. I remember my brother went skydiving down there, and he was like, dude, there's no rules. And he had the video. The video is wild. He's like, versus like what you can do here. He's like skydiving over the ocean, where you can go, and you know, dude. In in the United States of America, if you want to go scuba diving, like in the ocean, you have to like train in a pool, and, like yeah. get certified. It's a certification process. In Mexico, they're like, "This is how you breathe," and you go in the water. <laughs> One hundred dollars. I know it's crazy, but that's a huge blow for you guys. Yeah. Kind of wish he had just like went on a boat, taking some pictures, that his shirt on. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I'm excited. We got we got a second half. We got we got tonight's game, which I think should be a good game. Ravens, Saints. Let's. Let's pull up our friends over at Prize Picks. Let's see what kind of plays we have tonight. Turbos, if you have not downloaded Prize Picks yet, hop on your App Store and download today. All first-time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit matchup up to $100. Prize Picks is our daily fantasy. Sponsor, sign up, and make sure you use promo code DIRTY when you sign up. So for tonight's Monday Night Football game, Lamar Jackson on prize picks. More or less than 210 and a half passing yards. Hmm. I'm going to go with less. Ooh. Also, Andy Dalton, 230 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go with less. Both quarterbacks are more or less than two and a half sacks, which I think is another interesting one. Ooh, here's one. Alvin Kamara, 36 and a half receiving yards, more Ooh. or less. Dalton's been going to him a lot, like in the flat. More, I'm just, going, that's an easy more than that. Should be our that should be our first of our prize picks pick of the day. Right? 36 yeah. and a half. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good one. Now let's see what we got for rushing yards. 61 and a half yards for Lamar Jackson. We'll go with more. Okay. I'm into that. I like we go receiving yards with the running back and quarterback yard rushing yards with the quarterback. And also Andy Dalton, three and a half rushing yards. I'm going to go with more. He, he, he's actually pretty athletic. He can move around the pocket. Yeah. I like it. Make that a triple play. Yeah. And you could, you could even hop open uh, or hop over. I'm sorry to the NBA. Do it, do it, do a cross sport. If you wanted to for tonight's game, pick one of those players for their points. 
We haven't even talked about the World Series, Joe. Well, before we move on to baseball, let me just do one more thing about the NFL. Can I? Yeah. Um, one of the one of the great days in the NFL season is Thanksgiving Day. They do the historic Cowboys and Lions game. They've now added a primetime game. Personally, I loved it when it was just the disastrous Lions losing in the Cowboys game. But this year, the Cowboys will be hosting my New York football giants at the Jerry Dome, and I will be there. I will be there because that weekend, the 25th, 26th, and 27th, Black Friday, Thanksgiving Saturday, Thanksgiving Sunday, another day, great day of football. I will be at House of Comedy in Texas. House of Comedy TX on all social media. It's in Plano, just outside of Dallas. Get your tickets right now. Let me know if you're going to the game. Let me know if you're coming to my show. Tweet at me. Instagram me. Let me know. Tweet at House of Comedy TX. Instagram at House of Comedy TX. Show me the receipts for the tickets you bought. I'm headlining. Probably doing an hour. If you're in and around greater Texas, come on down. Come see me. It's going to be a fun weekend. It will be on my, Andy, it'll be my birthday. Said, it'll be my birthday. Which, which, which day is your birthday? The 26th. Wow. Thanksgiving Saturday. Yeah. I've said this on the show in the past few years. Thanksgiving has turned into my favorite holiday. Love the food. Oh, it's a great Love the holiday. Football. It's a great holiday. Down. Spend your spend your favorite holiday, my favorite holiday with me. House of Comedy TX. That's for Texas. Reno and Plano. I'm looking right now on their website. I'm sure we got a lot of Texas dirt balls. And if you're a Russ fan, go out. Heckle Joe Eyes on stage. Yeah. Scream. Scream. <laughs> scream. Joe Prano. Let's joke. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Prano. Let's joke. Joe Prano. Let's joke. That would be like your jackass. <laughs> you will miss this putt, jackass. Joe Prano. Let's joke. Dude, I would get to me. If somebody kept screaming that, Joe Prano, let's joke. I'd be like, uh, we're going to need to get that guy the fuck out of here. That could be a premise for a, for a show. It, 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 here's the show premise. It's called The Hidden Heckler. Where you, you take comics. Steve Hofstetter is already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well played. What a great inside joke that three people are going to get. Is he, still, comedy. is he still doing that? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard from him in a while. I think he's pretty heavy on the making sure uh, there's no guns or whatever these days. Comedian destroys in caps heckler. Now it's now it's everybody. Everybody. He was, uh, you got you to give the guy credit. He was the first one on that. Now it's just everybody's TikTok. Uh, account is them dealing with hacklers. Is that what the thing is? Uh, yeah, because everybody no one wants to burn their material, so they all just do crowd work, which I think is horrific. Me. Not me, not me. I put up my actual bits, destroys heckler. That'd be a funny premise, too. 
like it says comedian destroys and he pulls out a gun and literally kills the guy like like you know where it's like spoof comedy it's like he he kills him he destroys Hackler and then continues on with his set but what i was gonna say hidden heckler the premise yeah i guess he's basically done that claims it's it's not planted but yeah you have a you have a comedian on stage and you got a hidden heckler anyway this is why i'm in cincinnati ohio and i'm not uh running shows in hollywood because these are my ideas that would last one episode guys anyway let's talk a little world series joe i know you enjoyed it yes i did i mean you know I, I tweeted it after. I'm happy for Dusty Baker. That's first and foremost. Just happy. Dusty Baker, man. He deserved it. Um, I'm a little salty with him still. Yeah, well, a lot of teams are a little salty with him. The 15 teams that he took to the playoffs and then mismanaged, you know. Uh, Dusty Baker, perfect uh, example of, like, kind of what a modern-day manager should, could be when you're, especially on a team like the Astros, when you're stacked um, you know, be good vibes guy, be somebody people want to play for, let the analytics folks make the decisions, um, because they're going to anyway, uh, like kind of the best of both worlds, old school meets new school Astros win. Uh, you know, the, it's crazy because the Phillies have that incredible home run game and then just absolutely shut down after that. Um, I mean, I think the best team won. I think uh, it was it was a fun run for the Phillies to get there. Um, but obviously, I was rooting for the Astros. Just like incredible bullpen performance by them, uh, clutch hitting. You know, the I know it's still the cheaters, the cheaters, cheaters. But like in a way, you know, uh, despite the cheating thing, which you know I've raged on that they should have been punished as much as anybody but they have had a very well run organization in terms of talent. They, they let guys go, they reload, they don't miss a beat. Um, and you know, now they don't have, now they have a championship that people can't say, uh, fraudulent, you know? And to be fair, I think the way that organization was built, they, they probably deserved one and now they've got it. Well, we don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy, but like, we don't know. Right. With this we cheating. don't know what, Wait, if they're you mean if they're still cheating? Like who knows? But like that if they're was still such currently a, cheating. That was just saying. Yeah, I mean that was just such a well here's here's the thing. The, th the thing that pissed eye people, on the sport, man. The thing that pissed people off is like how they were cheating. But again, and I'll say this, and and you know I raged on them and I hated the cheating thing. And I think that they took it to a level that was like kind of absurd. But um Bryce Harper, when he got hurt this year, became a DH. And there are stories, if you read about them, about Bryce Harper. He became just a, a crazy student of his at-bats. And because he was not playing the field, he would be in the clubhouse watching video, tons of video about his last at-bat, about the bats against the same pitcher, about other, his other teammates' at-bats, blah, 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 blah. So in that, in that game uh, four, so game four, yeah. Um, he goes out, he, he sees something on video. He goes out, he tells Boma about it. He calls him over and he tells him about it right before he goes to the plate. I understand it's not banging a 
drum, a garbage can as the pitch is on its way. But it, it's a it's a pretty gray line between that and like I was literally just studying video of pitchers in this game and I've seen something. Yeah. And sign stealing has always been a part of baseball. It's just the, the the level that they took it to. But again, I just think the organization is very well run. Well, again, they they were right. They were projected that, that famous Sports Illustrated article. They were projected to win the World Series, and they did it early. Right. All right. Well, we uh, we don't have too much. To, I don't have too much to say. Can I? Can I admit yeah. something? Yeah, you didn't watch a single second of the World Series. I didn't watch a single second. Well, good news, Andy. I've already put it out on the Dirty Slides Twitter account. Our DMs are open. Slide in. Our mentions are open. Slide in. Andy Lazarus and I will be recording a Dirty Slides season wrap-up, off-season preview tomorrow. I said I would push it on here, and I said uh, I said I would do it because we we obviously love the dirt balls to come over and listen to the dirty slides, but also it'll save Andy Ruther from having to embarrass himself by trying to talk baseball, even though I know he didn't watch a second. Well, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. And I don't know if that makes me a shitty sports host. I, I mean, I just, I, I don't know, man. Like, remember when I went into that little soliloquy on why I love the team sport of the NFL or football? Yeah. I mean that was that was why. I just I just yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I just didn't I didn't have a if it would have been the Padres, I would have I don't know. If it would have been different teams, I would have tuned in more. But like, you know, you gotta pick and choose. Like I didn't like I like I, I don't really I don't really ever I don't watch any college football anymore. You watch any of the Tennessee Georgia game? I put it on while I was making lunch. You know what I'm saying? And then I was painting in the basement. Same thing. It's on the background. I do, ev- I do everything streaming these days. I went on the CBS app because it was on CBS and I pulled up, I tried CBS app and I tried the CBS sports app. And then when I was in CBS sports, it was like, this doesn't fit in your package or whatever. I think they were trying to send me to Paramount plus or something like that. And I was like, ah, well, I literally tried for one second and now I don't care. Yeah. Like I didn't watch any of that LSU Bama game. I was out at dinner. Like I didn't, I saw it was a game. Yeah. I I mean, again, it's just, it's just like, I don't know. Time allocation. I did learn something real quick. I want to say before we get to a couple calls and I had heard this. So the Bengals mascot, who's called who day, you're not gonna believe this. He lives at the top of my street. The guy who dresses four games. Now they have multiple. Spoiler, I'm just going to kill some Bengals fans. Spoiler, there's not just one mascot because they got, you know, there's like three of them because they have so many different events that the mascot right. shows up to. So like he's like, when Gold Star does events, Who Day always shows up. Right. But that's a different Who Day. But the one, what are the odds? I know Randy will love this. The one that does the actual Bengals games, he's been over 20 years, lives up the street from me. Wow. And I talked to him for a while yesterday. He he started doing it when he was in college. He said the first time he ever did a Bengals game was against the Steelers. A Steelers fan punched him in the back of the head. And he's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do this again. And I did it. I've been doing it since. 
It doesn't surprise like even surpri- even even the mascots in the NFL have CTE. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna spend he's gonna spend his his uh golden years of his life in a in in an assisted living home with his family coming in and him just going, who day? <laughs> That's your family. Sorry, I have CTE from Pittsburgh fans punching me in the back of the skull. By the way, the respect I have for this guy, I said, man, you went through some lean years. He goes, my first year was Dick LeBeau when they went 2-14 and 14 before they drafted Palmer and the Marvin Lewis there. I'm like, dude, you had some lean, lean years. But uh, did I did I think how funny it would be to- to get Randy, and I'm sure he would never allow it. The thought of the thought, the thought of Randy Ruther in like a Hude costume. You know how much he'd love that? Yeah. Just like Randy he'd and Rob. Li- he'd live, laugh, love it. <laughs> All right, let's get to some calls. 310 359 8365. Here's a Reno shit list question. What's this one about? I forget. Joseph, Andrew. This is a long time Indiana dirtball, Adam Lane. So, sorry for the late call. I uh, work second shift. I just got home. Um, I'm not allowed to have my phone at work, but I do have access to a desktop computer. Oh, shit. Oops. Sorry. Joseph, Andrew. I can't fast forward, sorry. This is a long time Indiana Dirtball, Adam Lane. So, sorry for the late call. I uh, work second shift. I just got home. Um, I'm not allowed to have my phone at work, but I do have access to a desktop computer, so I'm kind of keeping tabs on the World Series game, right? I see the Astros no-hit the Phillies. So I'm thinking i got to get home and watch these highlights. I get home from work. First highlight I see, who's throwing out the first pitch? Chase Utley. Justice. Also, this brings me to another point I had. Uh, Andy, I know a while back you kind of asked for a list of athletes that Joe just uh, repeatedly uh, throws shade at. Uh, You know, sometimes justifiably so, sometimes not. Most, Most of the time justified. I can assure you that Chase Utley would be on that list. Uh, maybe I need to do a little bit of homework and uh, and come up with a with a list. Uh, how many you want? Five, ten? Hell, we could go to fifteen if you really want. But uh, yeah, I'll try to work on that for you. Anywho, condoms are for knee bombers. Fuck them. Okay, so oh, that's glorious. I didn't know that. The Utley curse. No hits. One one less hit than he had on Ruben Tejada's lower half. Okay, so your shit list. He's on I mean, it. I mean, listen, who's my, Carmel, my shit, my shit Carmelo, list? Is pretty, yeah. Jordan Kobe. Yeah, but you're still like Jordan's interesting because like Jeter. you're still Jeter. You're still saying like Jordan's the number two player of all time, right? Yeah. Kobe for sure. Yeah. So Jordan Brady. 
Brady, but also Brady's top you, three all time. You already said he was the goat. Don't don't. Right. Don't change I already it. I already said he was the goat. Also, would you He's put not. Russell Wilson on that? Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think people would probably say Russell Wilson's on that list. For I mean, cousins. It's really weird when the dog pops in. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. It's boom. His name's boom? There, boom. Boom. Like B O O M? Yeah. Like boom shakalaka. You need uh who said boom? Yeah, that, that John Madden. Yeah, that's John Madden. Yeah. Boom. There it is. I think we did that list though. Yeah. It's a pretty good list. Is there somebody I'm forgetting? No, I don't think so. They'll let us know. All right, we'll do we'll do one more call. Kyrie's kind of on that list. I was I feel like I was an early uh Kyrie hater. The bigger question would be that's easy if you did the Andy Ruther athlete shit list. Yeah. It's tough to think of any, like where I'm just incessantly. Well, Kobe's now on there. Kobe's now on there. Jeter's on there for sure. Jeter's on there for you. You're coming around. Your Russes will be on your list soon. Andy Dalton was for the longest time. Andy Dalton was missed. Yeah. He was the original. But I'm just saying, like, there, there's... I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like a guy like with a punchable face or somebody that just really gets on my nerve. Like, I don't know. All right. We got, we got a blast from the past call. Yeah. OG Dirtball. Will from Missouri. What's up, boys? It's Will from Missouri. Um, I headed down to downtown Orlando, Florida at the MY Center to check out my first NBA game. It was an awesome time. Great game, too. The Magic won by one. Um, they beat the Warriors, so big upset there. But I got one complaint, okay? Stop with playing music while the ball's in play. You know, I'm here at a live sporting event. I want to hear the sneakers squeak. I want to hear the rim rattle. I want to hear players cuss each other out. You get none of that when the clean version of a six-year-old little Yachty song is playing. I mean, it ruined part of the experience. I paid more to sit closer, and instead I got this dumbass music playing every time they inbound the ball. I don't know. Am I just being a complaining whiner? Or do I have a legitimate gripe here? Let me know what you guys think. Stay dirty. Okay, boomer. <laughs> I, I agree wholeheartedly, though. You do? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. You're at so, a sporting event. Let it be about the crowd. Let it be about the well, game. Okay. I don't know if I agree with you guys. So so here's my thing. We, we've seen the evolution. This all started with Jerry Buss, as discussed with Showtime and Lakers and how he introduced you know, it's not, it's, it's beyond just the actual thing in the court. So I believe I could be wrong. I believe the Cavs were the first one to have a DJ. The Cavs. I think they were during the LeBron era. Yeah. I think they were, I could be wrong. I think I remember reading that somewhere at some point, 
sure we can look it up. Anyway, I don't hate it. It keeps, I don't know, like it keeps, I like the music to get the crowd into, I don't know. You don't like the DJ? No. I mean, I don't mind the DJ you're going to play during, you know, you're going to, yeah, during timeouts or whatever, or like happens like, but yeah, I don't like it when the ball's in play. I hate, I hate it that you see it on TV while the ball's in play. You hear it on TV while the ball's in play. I don't know if this has become more prominent post um, the bubble where they didn't have fans. I think they were doing that a lot in the bubble because, you know, there's, there's no noise otherwise, but I don't, I don't like it. I agree. It's like, especially if you go sit close, it's like the crowd noise is such a big part of the NBA. It's and like, yeah, like being close. That's why I like sitting close. That's at NBA sitting close at NBA games is elite sports watching. It's the best experience there is in sports. In my opinion, courtside near court NBA watching is a better in-person experience than anything. Cause you can hear them talk and you can, and you can watch them direct each other around and you can hear the trash talking and you can hear the crowd. Like I think it's elite so much interaction between fan and player at that level. Um, yeah. And like you said, they play trash too. I'm sure they play what the players like, but like, okay. So I'm wrong. According to this, the NBA's first DJ was hired by the heat for the 99, 2000 season. If that's correct. So I don't know. I like, I kind of like it personally. I don't know. When's the last NBA game you were at? That's true. Great. Was not, was not even <laughs> Los An- I was yeah. in Los Angeles. Now you go to college, they're not doing that. A little different. I still think the crowd can get into it though. Oh, that was a big win for them. For the Magic. And then the, yeah. the, the, the Warriors are struggling. But anyway, let's wrap this up. 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. Give us a ring. Follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. I'm at Andy Ruther on everything social. I'm at Joe Prano on all social media except for Twitter, where I am at Fix Your Life. Uh, come to see my shows. In Texas, uh, as I talked about before, go to joeprano.com forward slash shows. More shows coming up. Um, and yeah, like I said, follow me on all social media. I'm going to drop, drop a new clip soon. I'm excited about what you guys are about to get. So if, you, you know, if you're not on TikTok or if you are on TikTok, say follow me there. If you're not, follow me on Instagram. And uh, hopefully see you guys at a show soon. Cool. All right, guys, that's our show. As always, we are thankful for all the support we get. Have a great start to your week. And don't forget, stay dirty.